Support for this episode of 50% Facts comes from books.com. If you need to send someone flowers for Valentine's Day, stop what you're doing now. Go to books.com slash facts. Use the code facts and get 25% off your flower order. They'll be delivered in time for Valentine's Day. Jump on that. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash facts and use the code facts. You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we're building a health and fitness resource by trying to answer a single question every week, just based on what we already know. Or maybe what we think we know. Then we bring in the world's leading expert to tell us what we got right and what we got wrong. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. Um, we're in late January. Yeah. And... Uh, Yesterday, we were all shocked to learn that Kobe Bryant, along with eight others, were killed in a helicopter crash. And uh, then immediately, the rush on social media, people commenting, talking about how important Kobe was to them, how sad they were, huge crowd at Staples when... It was Grammy night. The Grammy night. And LA Fit Expo. And LA Fit, yeah. Fit Expo all going on at the same time there. So just a giant crush of people in that space. Yeah. We were not there because no. we lar- largely don't go to fitness expos anymore. But uh, what we will see a lot of going forward is people uh, trying to cash in on that connection. Yeah. Yeah, that is sad. Um I don't know, man. This whole topic is kind of sad for me. It kind of hit me harder than I actually expected, to be honest. I think multiple reasons. I was kind of going over the reasons in my head just because I'm kind of insane and overthinking everything and, and why it may affect some people, how it may affect some people. Um, why people get so inclined to like show their empathy or show like their feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then why on the other side, why people, some people like don't care, which, and, and all of it's fine. You know, this is just the human experience. And I think if you're not hurting anyone, you're doing okay. And we're all just trying to do our best. But, um, it's like, just like, it's odd to me, like the amount of people that like connected with Kobe and whether it is a, a genuine way or not, again, to maybe just show like that they're impacted by this or show remorse, you know, like virtue signal on social media, like is a huge thing. And that kind of ruffles my feathers, but it's hard to say because maybe they, they really do connect with it. I think for me, you know, and obviously I can only speak on myself. Um, basketball is such a huge part of my life. It was a big part of my connection with my dad. Mm -hmm. And like, these are like the exact topics that like me and my dad would talk about. And so that like is why it kind of hit me too. Like one, one, the dude's 41. He's yeah. only 10 years older than me. Yeah. Two, he's what I watched every single weekend or mm. every single day and mm. emulated over and over and watched. I wasn't like a Kobe fan, but I wasn't a Kobe fan in the terms of like uh, he was my favorite player. I was just like a fan of basketball and such. An, like I didn't want to go buy a Kobe jersey, but that doesn't mean that I watched any less video of him. Like I watched every Kobe tape, every interview I could. You know, like it's different for me. Some people say like, because some people are fans of basketball. And so like, they watch every Kings game. Mm-hmm. I watched every single game that was ever on my television and every single game that they ever recorded from the 70s and 80s. You know what I mean? Like, I, I studied this thing. And so, like, just to say I wasn't a Kobe fan doesn't mean, like, oh, I didn't want to watch the Lakers. It just means, like, he wasn't my guy. I wasn't a Lakers person. Mm-hmm. But, like, I watched every single game probably up until the last four years of Kobe. Um, 
in a lot of them with my dad and so, so stuff like that. And then, and then I think when you've gone through the loss of a loved one or something similar, um, a lot of weird things hit me. Uh, my best friend passed away when I was 18 and I spent a lot of time with his father. His father was really close to me and his brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that reversal of the passing of a loved one is so freaking insane. Um, that I can't comprehend, but I was exposed to it, right? Like everyone says, like, you're not supposed to bury your child, right? Right. And so seeing that, feeling that for Kobe's wife um, is probably like the craziest thing. Get like a little bit of chills now. Like I can't comprehend, but like I can see. Um, And then same thing that we've all been through. You know, Jim had a good friend that passed as well. Going, you know, unexpected deaths are um, one of the weirdest emotional things i think a human can go through um i've gone through some normal ones too you know where you know an aunt or a grandpa's you know they're 80 and mm-hmm. health's a little you know mm-hmm. is it sad of course death is weird um that they're here and now they're not here um and then and then my head started going elsewhere too where in our day and age uh kobe was still i think kind of on that celebrity pedestal where um even till recent, he retired, whatever, two years ago, he kind of disappeared. Um, he didn't go to a Lakers game. He didn't do anything. I think he worked on some movies and stuff. And then he just started to appear kind of in the social media realm. Um, so he's pretty relevant again, you know, his daughter stuff, there's da- uh, highlights of his daughter playing basketball again, going around. Um, but even still, uh, on like the day to day human connection, things are only getting weirder. Um, where like, you can't go a day and on the internet without like seeing the rock talk to you in selfie mode. That's like he's true, yeah. right. He's like the epitome of it. So like if he's an a class, um, connection with day to day audience, like the human side of it, most people know, like, and even me, like you just know, I love Kobe interviews. I just like to hear, you know, driven people speak, but you know, Kobe is an athlete or, you know, Brad Pitt is an actor. You don't know like their stuff. Mm-hmm. We're like a Kevin Hart and the rock are, are con- they're more like what you and I do. They're more like a content creator yeah. at this point than an actor. Um, and so though, if you know, those connections to society, uh, are even more like crazy, you know, it is even more of a connection. Um, obviously losing friends and family close to you or someone you see every day, uh, is what is like the real shock that you don't get to talk to them anymore. But, um, it's, it's insanely sad. Uh, I don't think there's any rhyme or reason for any of these things. That's my personal opinion. Some people think there is destiny or things going out about it. Um, I don't know. I obviously am not enlightened enough to have all the answers. Uh, but, but yeah, it, it hit me harder than I thought it would, to be honest. I was texting some of the buddies. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. Um, I think that fate stuff, <clears throat> I'm not a fan. Um, but I think that that stuff pops up in retrospect so when you see how one thing affected another then you start to decide oh well this thing happened so this thing could happen or yeah you know it helps justify your feelings too like it makes you feel better about the whole thing like oh this was his path and like it's meant to be or everything happens for a reason it does like help settle an answer you know a question that we can't answer math would tell us that everything is predetermined and there isn't any variation that's possible. I don't really like math that much. So that may, that may be, you know, neither here nor there. Um, I remember, I remember when, when Kobe was coming out, coming up and like finishing high school, like how much buzz there was about him and, and how everybody knew that he was going to be, well, felt as though he was going to be different and maybe one of the best of all time. And then I paid a lot, paid some more attention toward the end of his career as well. Um, 
he was uh he was we're in Sacramento. I mean yeah, he's hated. Hated here. Yeah. But at the same time, like his last appearance here was a big big yeah. deal. Yeah, he was and respected. He was he was very well respected when he was here. And he said very nice things about the fans in Sacramento. Yeah. Uh unexpected, I think. Uh but Yeah, yeah, as a whole Sacramento Kings fans, I know this is obviously blanket statements, but they're pretty educated fans, you know? They're not gonna just like hate Kobe because Kobe's like famous, like they hated Kobe because he was good and he was whooping our team and mm-hmm. kept us out of the playoffs, like things of that nature. Um, his story in itself is pretty crazy. I, I, it's just weird timing, I think. Um, I was just watching a, a video this week. Uh, I don't know when the video was published. I should look it up. But I was watching it earlier this week, uh, and I hadn't watched a lot of Kobe stuff in a long time. But he got interviewed um, by Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes, who's a local cat who mm-hmm. ended up playing with him, um, who started a podcast. Here we go. When did this come out? Two weeks ago. Yeah, so it came out two weeks ago, and I watched it last week. I watched it last week. Um, and then and then it was, uh, talking about my therapist, uh, it was a conversation of topic with my therapist uh, Friday. Uh, I was talking about, like, perfectionists and, and people's drive and motivation and the, the double-edged sword that having that kind of mentality has um, and how some of these people are, like, like tortured artist souls. Um, and it was kind of cool to see Kobe uh, in this interview because it seemed like he settled some of that where you never t- can tell. All these people look happy because they have hundreds of million dollars and they're winning championships and all this. But like there's an outside happy and there's like an inside happy. And I know there's an Eastern meditation and, and medicine term for those things. I don't know what it's called, but where like you can look in like your day-to-day life you can feel pretty happy like i don't mind my job i love the food i eat i love my friends around me but what like there's an inside tortured or not tortured Mm -hmm. you know contentment um and i just know and we can see from track records of some of these people the robin williams the you know maybe the michael jacksons the princes the whatever it might be the mac millers um that this inside tortured artist feeling or emotions or whatever it might be are obviously not always the healthiest uh, and they're probably not the most fun to deal with day to day. So the double-edged sword that is kind of being driven really um, into what levels and how do we, how do we be, you know, the average or normal driven without feeling lazy. Um, But for someone like a Kobe, um, you know, being normal makes you feel lazy. Uh, But that's where kind of that contentment sits and then maybe you can spend your energy on family which it seems by this interview i watched um that kobe had maybe flipped that switch and maybe figured that out for himself uh, which makes it even all more sad to me that he kind of found his groove as not being the mamba and found his groove as just being kobe bryant kind of the dad um which is which is extremely hard which is things like i'm dealing with and i try to talk about on my youtube a little bit uh, finding like when to push, how to push, what do you, what do you expect it? Like self expectation, self analyzation, um, perfectionist thoughts. How hard to work without like guilting yourself for being average is like a a, a negative term in our society, mm-hmm. um, which is a wild thing. But uh, he said something in his interview. They were asking about him, and obviously the comparisons to Michael Jordan. Um, and he said he he sat with Michael Jordan tons of times and just had one on one talks off air, no cameras, no nothing. Um, and Kobe thinks him and Jordan are 100% different people. Uh, he thinks Jordan is competitive on everything. Mm-hmm. Kobe said, I'm only competitive with things like I love or I'm good at. Um, he's like, I'm not competitive worldwide. And he's like, Jordan will be, try to beat you in anything you absolutely do. Um, which to me almost says that like Jordan hasn't found that switch to kind of find the inner 
torturedness. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Kobe maybe has, but um, yeah, it's just weird timing. Really weird timing. I had just listened to uh, in the last couple of weeks a podcast that Kobe did with uh, Jordan Harbinger. Listening to him talk about what he's into now, yeah, movies, movies, yeah. and just uh, just really like being a creator. And he's he probably was one of the first guys in sports period, definitely in the NBA, that uh, started making investments. He did a lot of uh, of like kind of angel investing and stuff like that, relatively early in yep. his career. Always looking forward toward whatever, and yeah. and you know we have had um, we had a sports psychologist on early in this um, in the run of our show here talking about how retirement is very difficult for these folks because they don't have a separate concept of themselves as the people who are not star athletes, yeah. and how difficult that tra- transition can be. And I think maybe Kobe had it wired because he figured it out early. Yeah, even that, uh, the interview I saw, he was talking about how he can get a meeting with anybody because he's Kobe Bryant, the mm -hmm. Laker, uh, but he almost didn't want that. He's like, I can get the, I want the guys to believe in like Kobe Bryant and what I'm doing uh, and my ideas and my producing or whatever it was that he was with films. He's like, I don't want just people to hop on because I got money and put me in the movie. I don't want to be in the movie. You know, I want to be on this creative side, um, which shows like you're saying, like he had vision and direction of what he wanted to accomplish. He, um... Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of, of Dear Basketball. Basically, it's a letter that he wrote, a love letter that he wrote uh, to basketball yeah, that was yeah, yeah. animated, yeah, and yeah. it won an Academy Award, which is great. Um, it's I've seen about a minute of it. It's very good. It's very well animated. He narrates that he wrote it like it's him. Yeah. It's entirely him, which is- I think I've read it. The authenticity of it being him is a, probably a good reason that it won. Yeah, yeah. Like nobody else's story- Yeah first person story in that group of competitors was going to hit that level. I yeah. think that's the And even to this day, you know, you put him in such an elite group of athletes, I think, let alone elite group of the NBA. Um but he's he's like kind of, you know, 5 out of 10 if 10's being like the most again kind of the rock in the world talking to everybody every day. A lot of basketball guys don't do that. Um, Shaq has kind of absorbed it. Uh, you know, he likes being on Instagram and messing around. Mm-hmm. But like someone of that elite caliber, like you don't know much about Jordan really. They're making a huge deal of this new documentary they're going to make on Jordan. They interview like everybody he's ever come in contact mm-hmm. with. So that should be really interesting. But there's not a lot of like info on Jordan um, or like interviews, new new interviews or new. Um, and so for Kobe, kind of, it seems like he was down and, and open to step into the light recently with these interviews. Um, it is interesting. It sucks. It, it just obviously sucks. Death sucks. Um, losing, you know, whether it's your childhood hero or someone you feel connected to or inspired by sucks. Um, it's okay to kind of feel that way. I do, obviously, as everyone, what's it called? It's not like death, death like uh, envy or something. There's some kind of psychological term. But like everyone comes out of the woodwork saying they're a Kobe fan when they weren't. Yeah, I felt that. I felt that, and I've been through all these deaths in my real life, and yeah. I felt that as well. Like they come out and say, "Oh, that was my best friend." Like, man, y- y'all weren't best friends, you know? Like yeah. stuff like that happens. Um, and when you were close to the person or feel more connected or whatever, you get that kind of weird envy because a lot of emotions happen during death. But like I felt, I was like, "No way!" Like all these cats like know anything about Kobe, you know? Like you didn't know Kobe didn't play for the first three years. Like you thought he was right. just a star. Like no, he didn't play. Like he sat behind Rick Fox and shit. Like. Um, Whatever. So I felt that. And then and that's when I kind of sat with myself. I was like, Mike, why are you thinking like that? Like, you must feel some shit right now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, 
and then yeah and then it trickled into everything else i already spewed but it's sad man um you know obviously our condolences and and, and love for for his ha- uh, his family going through similar ish things um in my own life i just know how hard it is on on a wife and kids and um it's a mess and it's not easy and it's not and the sad part is is that it's going to be years before it even feels semi normal you know and like the kobe hype will go a couple weeks or whatever um and that's great and he deserves all the love and honor but it's just really, really sad for the families and the other families that lost. Even the other families even seem more sad. I think it was a baseball coach and his wife was there. And I think they have and other one uh, of their daughters. Yeah, but I think they, they have two kids. Behind, yeah, I think yeah. they have other children, which is just one of the most insanely um, sad things. So, um, and Kobe's youngest is an infant. Yeah, yeah. Like, and whether you believe in prayer, God, something uh, otherwise, or just positivity, um, I do think it's cool um, that at least some of us band together and and and. and there's so many things that tear us apart in this world right now, whether it be politics or whatever dumbass nutritional strategy you believe in. You know, everyone's always arguing and bickering on opposite sides of things. Um, and it's sad that something of this nature has to happen for all of us to get on the same page and, and at least hopefully be positive, or at least 90% of us be on the same page and be positive. But um, there's there's always some kind of silver lining sometimes. Uh, and some people can realize that we're all human. We all feel feelings. Um, this life is fragile. Um, and so try to, uh, try to be as positive as you can and bring that into your other topics. You know, it's easy when it's something that we all enjoyed watching Kobe play or Kobe's interviews. It's more difficult when we have disagreements, whether it be again, politically, religion, economically, it doesn't really matter. Um, just bring some of that kindness, bring some of that empathy uh, in all of your every, uh, whether it be work, friends, etc. When we disagree, if you can still be empathetic, when you when you when you're on opposite sides of the field, if you can still be empathetic, that's the only way we're going to make some kind of progress here. I agree. Something that you said about just the connection to your dad and 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 basketball for me, um, it's baseball, and it was um, it was the Giants. It was my dad, and it was my best friend as well. And um, you know, my best friend passed in '07. My Dad passed in 09, and the Giants' first World Series victory on the West Coast was 2010. Yeah, yeah. That was really emotional for me. I, I think I, when it when it was clear that they were going to win, I got emotional, and it just kind of stayed that way. The, the rest, of, and any time, you know, the two more World Series victories, and sometimes in a random Giants game, I will still feel it because yeah. because I those were experiences I shared with people that I cared about who are not in my life anymore outside of my head yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. that's the amazing thing about sports and i think you know someone like a kobe or lebron or all these people would would agree is that it's like so much more than just a ball yeah um and that's that's like sad because some people just see that you know there's jokes and memes oh sports ball you know goal touchdown whatever people joke about sports but like um i just learned from early age because i was in love with sports Uh, my dad was into sports but like the connections you build with teammates connection you build with friends Mm -hmm. watching observing following um um, it's an emotional, like physical activity, uh, and even powerlifting, even strongman. You know, you train with the same people every day. You you know, kind of bleed together. You work hard together. You go through the same pains, the same victories. Uh, there's something about that human connection and physical activity uh, that goes much deeper than the weight on the bar or the scoreboard at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the grind in and out, and, and and knowing that you're going through the same thing, uh, whether it's again as a, as a viewer, as a player, doesn't really matter. But you know, similar experiences experiencing the same thing in our own way but with people that we enjoy time with or that we love um is kind of what this silly little you know 
ball that we're living on uh, is about. So, um, yeah, I, I think Heavy. I think too that um, like Kobe was a just fearless competitor for his twenty year NBA career, uh, and had a tremendous work ethic and had trouble being satisfied. I think that his post basketball life was organized differently. He was much more interested in trying to learn everything he could from as many people as he could. Yeah. And it did, just didn't seem like he was driving himself so hard that he couldn't couldn't smell the flowers. Yeah. And I guess I don't think that any of us should really try to emulate who he how he approached work when he was a player i think that we need to figure out like what the what is the best that we can do and still feel balanced in our lives in terms of of creating our own success and like i'm not there you know it's hard it's really hard somebody who um uh just didn't couldn't see a line i guess about what was too much um is the person who sent an email to me this morning. I'm on some kind of fucking mailing list. I don't even have any idea. Uh, but uh, you will immediately see from the from the title of this email what's wrong with it. Oh, yeah. Yes. This is somebody who is trying to... Yeah, monetize or something. Monetize the emotion around uh, yeah. Kobe's death. But they spelled his name Colby, and I don't know who Colby is. And they don't know who Kobe was, and they shouldn't be doing this shit. So yeah, it's uh, so weird. It's so weird to me. So all y'all, don't do that. Don't do, don't do stupid things like that. That's super annoying. Yeah, I think even if you didn't feel a connection to Kobe or basketball or sports at all, or even pop culture or whatever it might be, and uh, I think you can, as a human, step back half a step and, and empathize why other humans do yeah um and, and it's probably not a good time for that it, and, and may, i sound like an old guy i was talking to my buddies and they call me a boomer or whatever but like <laughs> you're really not a boomer yeah yeah i'm not but like uh <laughs> i'm just barely a boomer. yeah but like boomer mentality or whatever but like some of these jokes aren't just like they're just not respectful and mm-hmm. and the internet obviously has no respect there's no rules and and i'm all for free market and i'm all for no rules on the internet but as humans as individuals i think we need to you know bring back a little bit more respect on on multiple levels and so yeah seeing jokes or memes about it already trying to monetize on it um, just rubs me so wrong. Um, it really is. It really is. And I think, you know, there's always going to be, that, you know, 5% that that do that, that can't take anything seriously, that try to monetize, whether it just be from likes mm-hmm. on something they think is funny or controversial or someone actually monetized by selling something. But um, I think that's the last thing we need in, in our day and age, sadly. When I just got back from New York and the show that I, actually I've talked about this show before, but I was just, I was dying to see it in person, uh, Dear Evan Hansen, which is really about a high school teenager who commits suicide and then everybody kind of rushes in and tries to act like they they knew him better and it turns into a giant thing. Uh, and, and I think it's just one of those things that happens. I think that yeah. people want to be part of it. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, they want to be part of it. Whether they went into it with anything, with, with any real connection at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's an odd, it's an odd thing. You start to see... Um, in human nature, uh, especially around like really big things, and death is obviously probably one of the biggest uh, that we could feel. Um, one of the biggest 
changes and like disruptions in in your everyday life or in your mentality as a, as a whatever being on this planet. Um, and so people do act funny. People act funny. Uh, and so we just have to try to see try to see e- each other as as what we are. Um, and try to do your best, I guess, because it's there's no answers, my friends. Well, let's shift to an actual topic. We're we're still working around my vacation here, so this is just a me and Mike episode. We're going to talk about um, <clears throat> a couple articles we found that uh, purport to discuss the top uh, fitness trends so, for 2020. Yeah, I've done I've done similar ish like reacting to <clears throat> multiple articles over the years, and for like three years in a row, they were exact same. But I just did a little research on these, and I think they are slightly different, which is good be back with our opinions on these trends right after this great offer for you, our listeners. Just because she said she didn't want anything for Valentine's Day, I think that we can say that that's BS because they, because everybody wants something on a holiday. I know I do. I'm going to say I'm the only person on the planet that doesn't. You don't for sure? When I say, like, I don't want a gift, I don't want a gift. But other people say it, but they want a gift. Yeah. Yeah. They're just trying to be humble. I actually don't want anything. Ever. Ever? Ever. I feel awkward. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't. I can't receive love, I guess. But we can go deeper into that another day. <laughs> uh, Mike's therapist yeah. on line one? Yeah, different different topic for a different <laughs> day. But most, I'd say 99% of people say, like, no, don't give me anything. They want something. Yeah. Don't mess it up. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the point is that she, you know, probably deserves something. Or whoever you're going to send flowers to. This uh, I, this copy is very heteronormative, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, you can send it to whoever you love. You can send it to whoever. Yeah you can, yeah, you can send it to mom. You can send it for... You know, this actually, the way the copy's written, it could be about mom. That's totally possible. Yeah. Girls uh, can send it to your boyfriend. <clears throat> send your boyfriend some flowers. He yeah. might like it. Yeah, yeah. I sure. got some flowers on my door the other day, and I was very excited to see who they were from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't realize this was coming? I did not realize this was coming. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought right. I had a secret admirer. Uh, well, you, uh, this doesn't mean you don't. No, they just haven't sent me flowers yet. <laughs> exactly. So, Valentine's Day isn't just for lovers. It's about sharing the love with everyone. Show your best galantine. I didn't write that. Some love. Let mom know how much you love her or make that first move with someone you've been crushing on. Not everybody prefers roses for Valentine's Day. The Books Company, B-O-U-Q-S, I'm going to come back to that in a moment, has covered with a variety of beautifully styled bouquets, sweet treats, plants, gifts, and succulents. And, you know, uh, if you're like me, uh, uh, holidays and dates and things like that slip up on me. They sneak up on me. Like, I'll, I'll notice, oh, that's coming up in a week, and then it's that day, and I'm in a panic yeah and, yeah or the day before and uh books can cover you there you don't have to think about it because like in that f- when you get that first thought like hey that uh valentine's day is coming up you can place your order and have it delivered that's what for I valentine's day yes yeah, what i gotta do not that i have someone other than moms to send it to but yeah you gotta schedule ahead uh great valentine's deals are going on right now, if you guys want to get ahead of the game, not everyone, again, likes roses, but Books got you covered. you got a bunch of varieties that you can send. Uh, Blooms starting at just $39. The Books company is nationwide and offers next as well as same-day delivery. So if you are late, you guys can still catch up on it. Um, they even have flower subscriptions, whether you want to keep your own house pretty or maybe uh, uh, send it to a lady every you know once a month or something of that nature. Books co-works with uh, the world's finest eco-friendly farms because our flowers are sourced directly. They arrive fresher and live longer. And right now, 
not only do they got Valentine's deals, we got our own special deal uh, from us, Jim and I. Uh, 25% off your order from Books Co. Go to Books, that's B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash fax, F-A-C-T-S, and use code fax, F-A-C-T-S, and get 25% off right now. So just one more thing before we go here. I, I noticed reading through the copy that uh, they use eco-friendly farms, and you can actually go on their website, which is books.com, and look at video of the farmers who actually do this farming. Uh, my bouquet came from Quito, Ecuador, which is interesting. Uh, the other thing that you might want to keep in mind, if you were heading into wedding season and you're a participant in a wedding, as in getting married, they have wedding and corporate packages that uh, would allow you to save up to 80% versus traditional florist, which is a pretty good deal. Anyway, right now you get 25% off your order from the Books company. Go to Books, B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash fax and use the code fax. Get your 25% off. So we're looking at men, men's health right now. Their top big five big fitness trends to look out for in 2020. Another thing, like a trend, is like um, these are obviously big publications, but like uh, trends in these industries, like a big industry. When you just say fitness, mm. um, we can obviously dive down and like trends in powerlifting, trends in this, mm-hmm. trends in podcasting, whatever. But um, fitness, it is things that like your mom would know or right. like your, you know, your random cousin that doesn't work out would know. Like these are big time things. So they may not agree with a lot of our audience or, or even what we do, but some, some, some have some, uh, some application here. You want to just spit a little bit? Yeah. Okay. The first, first one, number one, you'll rest as hard as you train. Uh, they're talking about recovering and rest being a huge focus uh, as people look to future-proof their bodies into later years. I don't know if anybody's going to really do that. I don't know. I mean, I would love to f- future-proof my body. I'd like to. Yeah, what the hell is that? I'd mean? like to go back in time to myself when I was, you know, twenty-five or thirty and future-proof the shit out of that. But I mean, that's not going to happen. Uh, class, of fo- class is focused on mobility and low-impact cardio are already on the rise. And one of the technology aspects that they talk about is heart rate variability. I know that... Uh, Some we've talked about for a decade. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's not good, to be honest with you. But like uh, walking all over, uh, all yeah, over a lot. New York City, um, it got the highest I've ever seen it. Yeah. I got into the 30s for the first time in my you know life. I have mixed feelings on um, topics like this. Um, when you blanket statement anything, especially when you're talking to like Gen Pop people that maybe didn't play sports at like an elite level or have never obviously been in the gym when you're talking about like yeah you really got to rest and like low impact stuff and like recovery is everything and get your calories in and make sure you're sleeping and and don't exercise too hard like you're talking to someone who's fat as shit eating doritos Mm. probably sleeping too like plenty and if they're not it's because they're doing something lazy it's not because they're working out hard i think this is actually the wrong message for majority of people and even those that are beginning in powerlifting and stuff there's similar messages in our small circle like make sure you're recovering like you make sure you got your stim machine your cbd your bath salts and your amino acids because you worked out so freaking hard like you did the three sets of five on squats timmy like mm-hmm. you're gonna be fucking okay mm-hmm. i think the majority of people haven't pushed themselves hard enough to even start to put these things into the mix um and it's the same thing on instagram everyone's like recovery is number one and they're sitting there, you know, with a face mask, a lavender uh, vape pen, and all these things trying to fucking recover. 
I want a lavender vape pen. It's a thing. People are like smoking essential oils for no goddamn reason. Yeah, that's uh, smoking oil. That's a, that turns out to be a really good thing for your lungs. All this stuff is just such dog shit. Like, even so, worldwide, less than one percent of people work hard enough to even start to focus on HRV um, mm-hmm. or 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 mobility classes or focusing on low impact cardio because they're lifting so hard. Yeah, that's a thing, but it's less than one percent of the world. And even I'd say in our niche of powerlifting, Instagram influencers, athletes, strength athletes, it's even still like fifty fifty. Like only fifty percent of these people are going. Right now, I'm not going hard enough. I'm not focusing on all these millions of things. Like I'm training enough, mm-hmm. but I know what that level's like. I know what like two hours of barbell time is uh, uh, five times a week or, or squatting every single day. You know, like this message I think is wrong in my opinion. Uh, infrared. Yeah, this is exactly it. Look, fuck this. Fuck you. Everyone on Instagram who talks about this shit and is just wrong. Uh, go back to and talk about our recovery methods uh, with Andy Galpin. If you want, pieces of it but they're talking about uh, offering therapies as cryo chambers infrared saunas and percussion uh, percussive massages you don't first thing those aren't going to do shit maybe an infrared sauna here and there maybe a cryo but that's when you want to plan it within your you know block of training not all the freaking time for no reason and two none of you are training that damn hard just Mm. train a little harder eat enough calories and the sleep is the number one i do agree with sleep i do agree with calories but most of you probably aren't training hard enough to even once think about it and i got an argument with someone else on the internet like well why is every nfl player and strongman take ice baths like get the fuck out of here an ice bath when planned correctly may help some of that recovery but if you're doing it all the time you're going to adapt to it just like everything else stimulates this we adapt to and it's not going to do shit secondly it's a passive modality it's on the outside of our body anything that's happening on the outside of our bodies obviously not going to have the same effect as something like steroids <laughs> and things that go inside of your body right or even walking or exercising itself or sleep or food all these all these metabolic things that happen within our body mm-hmm. are much more uh, effective than anything any drill with a rubber tip that you're putting into your quad thinking you're fixing your squat and it's it's always seemed to me that the the extra workouts, the recovery workouts, are probably 15, 20 minute workouts, little cardio, whatever. Yeah. As on top of that, probably have more of an effect. Because yeah. You're, yeah. An active you're recovery the, is a dumb name, but yeah, if you're going for a walk, you're gonna have much more of an effect than nothing. Yeah, like sticking a a, a, a lacrosse ball that's yeah. on the end of a yeah a jigsaw into your you know, quad or whatever. Something I will say, however, this is not totally related, but it is. My last day in Halifax, I went, we took my two and a half year old grandson to an indoor playground because there's a lot of those. Yeah, it's cold. The the weather's (laughs) not so great all the time. And he absolutely insisted that I crawl around inside this thing with him. And so I have a, a knee that gets pissed off and it got pissed off. And then Walking many, many, many miles a day in uh, New York in the cold, I thought I'm going to need a knee replacement like, yeah. soon. I like, maybe need to call and make an appointment, you know? Yeah, because it's really bad. And I that went on for a couple of days, and I was like, well, what can I actually do to try to straighten it out? And I got like a knee sleeve, and that didn't do shit. Really. Yeah, it's like. I thought I would keep it warmer, whatever. Yeah. It didn't happen. And I just started working on my IT band with my hand. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Just kind of digging in and trying to trying to loosen stuff up. And and just doing that for like 20 minutes 
and my knee was suddenly like 75% better. Yeah, just a little attention. And then the next day I went to the hotel gym and I found a lightweight medicine ball and I rolled around on that thing. And uh, it's basically not, it's yeah, maybe about 10% still bothering me, but that's it. But, you know, I'm not the biggest foam roller guy, but if you have a specific thing that needs to be straightened out, my IT band pulls on my patella tendon and pulls the patella into positions it shouldn't be in and causes me pain. So yeah, if I if I loosen that up, then I instantly get a benefit. And yeah, and obviously that's real life uh, situations when you go with that. But anytime you scale an activity too, like you went from not walking a ton to mm-hmm. walking a shit ton, there's going to be repercussions. Same mm-hmm. idea if you don't bench press, then all of a sudden you're benching every day five sets. You're probably going to hurt. Yeah. Um, but if you want to and you scale up your progression, less likely to have any of those pains. Yeah, normally I walk, you know, a couple of miles, two yeah. miles a day, whatever. And this was like yeah, all nine, day. 10, 11, yeah. 12 yeah, well, miles. Screw number one. <laughs> so. I'd like number two. Back to our article. PTs will be the new rock stars. <laughs> I've been dreaming of it. <laughs> I've been dreaming of it. Me and Elvis. Live streamed and on-demand workouts from the likes of Peloton and Fit, F-I-I-T. I don't know that one at all. Already mean that you can take your favorite trainer's class anytime, anywhere, but it won't replace the human factor. The club of the future won't be built around robots, but rock star instructors. I can, I mean, there have been some in, in yeah, the yeah, past, yeah. right? Yeah, everyone. Uh, Simmons. Yeah, yeah, Tony, whatever his yeah, name was. Yeah, there's tons and, of those. Uh, I, 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 that's I, the high intensity chick with the blonde hair. Oh, yeah. Ron, uh, not Rhonda. <sighs> All of them wear those, you know, Madonna headsets. Yeah, and they're yeah, they've and been so. Uh, I, I don't want to be Mister Negative going through this, but I also don't like when people call personal trainers PTs. Yeah, because that that's physical therapist. Yeah, to me. Yeah. yeah, you you could say trainers will be rock stars mm-hmm. or like coaches. coaches. Coaches is an okay yeah. name. Um, PTs just a little. Weird. If I'm texting a friend, maybe, and they're on the same wavelength, I might use PT. Maybe, but when you're talking about a PT, yeah, it's a physical therapist. And yeah, I think, I think, I think, in some extent, there's been celebrity trainers and, and rock stars. Um, Bar, uh, not, damn, why can't I think of the, uh, the name of that? Not Rhonda. It's something with an R, though. The aerobics lady. Yeah. Whatever. There's her. There's Simmons. Yeah. There's there's P90X. There's Omar Isaf and these YouTube rock stars. Um, I think there are plenty, but I do understand what they're saying, and I do actually think Peloton is one of the cooler things that I've seen come out in terms of the technology, fitness, gimmick world. Uh, I think it has a lot of applications, and, it, and a bunch of people try to copy it now, which might that might be what that fit is thing, where they, they do like classes, and they have like a weight thing that like goes on your wall, mm-hmm. and like and bands or something. It, it, it's cool. I can't remember the one that's a like a mirror that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah yeah. i can't think of the name of that one i think the general idea is really great um if people use it and if people enjoy it and they stick with it i'm all for it i'm all for it and i actually enjoy cycling like if i i don't know what a peloton costs monthly or whatever because i think you have to sign up for the subscription Mm -hmm. if that wasn't an issue i'd probably get one myself i'd probably jam on that thing all the time it sounds sick but i just don't want to pay that but if you guys (laughs) want to sponsor me peloton i'm in yeah yeah feel free to let us know but yeah they are like famous which is cool whatever rock star it out do your thing Streaming, uh, streaming on Twitch is really cool. Shout out to all my homies that do that, especially Ben Rice and Silo. Um, Twitch has m- made a thing. Some people do fitness on Twitch, which is basically live streaming, kind of like a Peloton, although they're not teaching a class. Mm. They're just answering questions going through. Going through but uh, on um, 
this month uh or maybe even next month but twitch trying to make like a fitness thing so uh they put them on the front page so i'm making yeah, this I saw up that ben was on the yeah front yeah page, ben yeah. they all got a different slot a week which is cool mm-hmm. it, it, and it literally takes their viewership from like 100 200 people to like 10,000, um which i think is obviously awesome for them as creators but it's awesome for fitness as well for people to see like some real training some barbell training to see that you know, 5% of people that are actually training hard enough to worry about sleep and recovery uh, to see what it's actually like. Um, Cause Ben and Siler are all, all, uh, like very intelligent, very smart in training uh, and work really hard. So that's cool to see. And that kind of goes along with this kind of live streaming class teacher thing. So maybe, maybe I've always talked negatively about not negatively, but I've always thought that Twitch fitness had kind of a, a, a small ceiling um, similar to YouTube uh, fitness. If you look at, the biggest one ever compared to, you know, Logan Paul or mm. whatever, PewDiePie. It's a fraction. Um, but maybe maybe there is something to it. I um, I remember back in the day when YouTube Live first started being a thing, I actually did broadcast some yeah. some workouts, but they weren't hosted, what I yeah. think is the big mistake. That's Twitch. Yeah, it's you, hosted. You have to host a, yeah. live, a live thing, and you have to tell people what you're doing and why yeah. you're doing it and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what I'm finding now is that some of those things are still sitting on my channel and because there was music in the background, now suddenly yeah, there's no a monies. whole new sniffer coming through there finding um, yeah. finding copyright shit. Yeah. I had a, a video completely banned. Um, yeah, those are ripping off your channel now. Yeah. Huh? yeah. <clears throat> they say there's uh, a couple of gyms out there that are setting up talent agencies for headliners, which is sick, and I would love to do that. I think if I could get in shape enough, the issue with all these like classes, I've taken cycling classes and stuff. They're so fun when you're in decent shape. When you're in terrible shape, they just feel like death. Um, but I would love to be like a fucking a dude with a mullet and like a headband like on everyone's laptop or like computer on Peloton just screaming at you like with good music. That would be so fun. Well, you were already a dude with a mullet, so I know because it reminds me of basketball camps. I never really taught group fitness. I mostly uh-huh. did one-on-one stuff. Or the group fitness was more strength-based, so it's not like high energy or me yelling at people. It's like me critiquing their form and them sharing a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never done like group group fitness or CrossFit, where like or, or like a Peloton thing, uh, other than coaching high school uh, basketball camps. So like basketball summers was all camp summers, and so mm-hmm. there'd be like a hundred kids out there and i'd like lead warm-ups and shit i'm acting a fool i thrive in that <laughs> thrive in that so the next point uh our our activity trackers will will evolve i can't talk today calories distance and hours slept that's all very 2019 actually my <laughs> my uh my apple watch does that for me with yeah it really only it's it's halfway decent at the sleep thing and and the rest of it's a little yeah i got my mom a whoop band Oh, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't like it because it always tells her, like, her HRV is always, like, low. She's like, it always tells me I'm ready for a hard workout. It's like, <laughs> I don't feel ready for a hard workout. You didn't ask me. There's a consent thing going on there. Uh, anyway, uh, the latest trackers pace a few steps further. The push band attaches to your body or bar to appraise power and velocity. Uh-huh. Something so, called a tendo unit that like we've also tendo. used for a long yep. time. That's yep. cool. Uh, for for four hundred plus exercises, ensuring that you cool. never lose form. Meanwhile, the Quatch athlete is the world's first real time lactic acid monitor. I don't know how that works. Uh, I don't even know if that's relevant, but we'll designed to help you push harder and recover smartly. Finally, LVL assesses your blood H two O level, heart rate, sleep, and if you input your mental state, how those factors d- dictate your mood. Yeah, velocity based training has kind of been a thing. Um, you know, guys like uh, Mike Tashir and others 
I think still use it as a tool and it's a really cool tool. Um, so I'm not against, uh, you know, some kind of Tendo unit being a little bit more widely accepted or, or understood because of the factors of, of day-to-day stress and yeah. variability. Um, RPE is obviously a learned talent, uh, maybe not the craziest, like, accurate thing in terms of, like, scientifically, but velocity timed with some kind of percentage uh, mixed in with some kind of RPE will will help most people. And, and it's a fun little tool. Like, all right, I moved 400 pounds at, at this pace this year or this week. In two weeks, I'm going to try to move 400 pounds a little quicker. So I think it's cool. Cool. Not again. I have nothing. No shit talk. Uh, lactic acid seems a little fucking gimmicky. It does. And um, I don't even know if that's a relevant stat. Andy Galpin did a whole book about um, um, the sort of danger of getting too dependent, I guess, on yeah. on trackers and stuff like yeah. that. I think uh, the average gym goer, again, going back to like the very first one, like doesn't have to worry about these sciencey things. Like there's scientists to do that. And then there's, and then between them and you, there's coaches to, 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 to apply that to you. You don't have to worry about these things for the consumer, I don't think. Although if it, again, if it motivates you and keeps you on track, that's, that's the by all means, yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number four on this list, wellness holidays yeah. will take off. Yeah. The flying flop, I don't know who that is or why that is, uh, is set to well flop with a rising demand for more. What oh, the hell is a flying flop is probably like travel and then like sit on the hotel bed or the oh, couch. Okay. Or like, I don't know, I'm making this up, right? But like you fly to that Hawaii. Sort of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you fly to Hawaii and then you just lay down on a lounge seat. I refuse to look it up, but I. I yeah, that's got to be right. what it is. It's funny that that's like they expect you to know what the fuck that is. <laughs> uh, with rising demand for. Uh, more active and restorative breaks. Gyms like Third Space, Equinox, Soul Cycle, BXR are offering retreats. A lot of companies this are is not uh, a bad idea. No, there's a bunch. Uh, wad Wad Waves Waves and Wads or something. There's mm. some kind of CrossFit cruise where they work out and then they party at night and work out party at night. Um, I was just talking to a girl who's friends with my buddy Kenny, who does a similar thing with her own company. They'll go to whatever Greece, et cetera, et cetera, kind of like a yoga meditation retreat or more like an exercise retreat. Um, I think it's cool. I don't think it's something I would do again because like I'm in this weird one percent that I'm gonna deadlift on my own, and when I do, I do kind of want to fly and flop. <laughs> like I just want to enjoy the food. Um, but I think for a lot of people, it could be cool. The only reason I would go is probably to be around some like-minded people or like. Yeah, meet people maybe, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I Yeah, it's really uh, getting past the seclusion of our, of our lives, really. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know? which is fine. But when I'm traveling, well, first thing, I don't take vacations, so I don't know what I do on vacations. I don't know if I'm a fly and flop guy, but if I were, I'd probably want to fly and flop. I definitely have done fly and flop a lot. I don't necessarily look to work out when I'm yeah. on vacation. Yeah, and I could work out, but I don't want it to be like my point. I tend to lose weight on vacation anyway. Yeah. I'm not... Yeah. And... and we tend to stay in urban areas and walk a lot. So yeah, yeah. I actually get more walking, more more movement than I get any other time. I did go to the hotel gym and I actually did work out one day. So I do like, uh, like you said, urban areas and kind of walking around because I think that's how you feel the city mm-hmm. rather than like taking cars or whatever and like Ubering destination. Yeah, if you like walk, you get a vibe of the city. That's yeah. I enjoy that as well. That's for sure. Yeah, clean eating restaurants some fitness facilities. Um, I didn't know these big companies like SoulCycle and Equinox are, are hopping in, but I do know there's smaller retreats, all the kind of retreats. Um, I think there's other people doing, uh, there's another company that does like uh, traveling with meditation and hikes. I forgot mm-hmm. the company name, but there's a, there's a bunch of stuff going on. And, and, and again, I think uh, the more we kind of experience, you know, this human experience together and maybe meet like-minded people, um, I got no hate for it. I got no hate for it. On oh, the last one. The hippie. <coughs> this one's for you, hippies. 
Number five, you'll train for mental strength too. That's something we've talked about. I don't know if you can train for it, but you certainly can be, you know, yeah. mindful of your yeah. of your mental health. Mindfulness is will be increasingly connected and reflected in fitness. This is Matt Delaney, National Manager of Innovation at Equinox. Uh, health won't be broken into two separate categories, mental, mental and physical, as well as exercise the brand. Retreats also incorporate meditation and digital detoxes. Third space, third space's Islington venue has purpose. I don't know what this is. Purpose designed meditation rooms with feng shui by somebody and somebody and somebody. And I, I mean, I understand that, but like, yeah, I, I think you need to be able to do this stuff all the time. You need to be able to f- figure out a time in your day yeah. to to quiet your brain a little bit. I don't know that you need to go on a retreat for it. Yeah, I do think that some of the things can probably be taught, like some of the practices, um, but I'm all for, yeah, some kind of meditation, journaling, cardio, if you're using it as you know your own mental time. Um, things of that nature are becoming more popular, and I, I see zero wrong with it. Again, you know, to circle back with the... The stuff we're talking about, Kobe, or, or you know, your your own mental struggles, whatever that might be. You know, we're talking about perfectionism, or, or being stuck in your own mind, or anxiety, and de- you know, depression. All these things are freaking skyrocketing for whatever reasons. ADHD, or maybe 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 it's simply because we're in a more the most luxurious time of our history as human beings, and now we have time to think about these things, and that's why our mind is not feeling so great. Where before we're running from saber tooth tigers and not having to worry about it, but. Um, yeah, I'm all for it. Any any mindfulness, any any habits that you could build that allow you to be a little bit happier to yourself and happier and kinder to everybody else around you, um, I, I see no downside. Although obviously I, I'm I am a a, a a big business. I like business, but I'm, I'm I don't I don't think that companies like that are doing it for your for you. <laughs> That's what I don't like. <laughs> They're doing it yeah. to monetize yeah. whatever. Yeah, which is like fine if they do it correctly, but still, I think you could do it on your own or maybe even support small business to do it. We've got another one that's not there's not numbered or ranked or anywhere any anything from uh, U.S. News and World Report. This looks like the same ones I yeah. Uh, and these I've these are ones the that have been around for a while, yeah. but we're just going to just go through these quickly on our on our way out the door here. Uh, one of them is high intensity interval training that sure. is not new to most people who are listening to this show. Yeah, I would sure. think uh, it's not that hard thing to figure out. Uh, a lot of people are uh, just figuring it out through like going to Orange Theory Fitness yeah. gyms and stuff like that. Which is they fine. They don't have any, any um, background with it at yeah. all. There's treadmill gyms now. There's like, uh, what's the new one, 45-something. It's similar, somewhere in between Orange Theory and like CrossFit. It's all fine. It's all fine. If you, if you enjoy it, power to you. Yeah. And then, I mean, doing HIT, there's plenty of evidence to support using HIT yeah. for cardiovascular fitness. Don't think about this stuff in terms of weight loss. Think about this yeah. stuff in terms of getting your body healthy. And the weight loss thing will yeah, some performance goals. Yeah, will somewhat figure itself out over time. Uh, <clears throat> as one of our previous guests talked about, the fact that uh, exercise suppresses appetite. Yeah, more than it burns calorie surplus. Yeah, it can. You can get into a surplus and have a difficult time. There's not enough hours in the day to do enough cardio to to uh, yeah handle your Big Mac. Handle <laughs> your Big Mac. Uh, working with personal trainers, that was in the other... Um, yeah, which I don't know if that's an actual trend or, again, because all these things are monetized by big business. Uh, you know, they are even plug a certain, like, accredited 
uh, trainer here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's actually a trend that's happening um, because that stuff's really expensive. Like when I used to do one-on-one stuff and I wasn't even like that great of a trainer yet. I was 21 and mm-hmm. fairly knowledgeable, but yeah, it was like a hundred bucks a, an hour session. Like not a lot of people can afford that multiple times a week. So I don't know if that's actually um, happening, if that's actually a trend. I feel like people get desperate and they start doing that for some period of time until they decide that it can't afford it anymore. Yeah. And, and then, then they, probably they stop they, working out. Yeah, probably fall off altogether. Where group training does come into play, and even that blows my mind how popular CrossFit got. And I know it depends on um, what state you live in, but here, you know, you're doing a CrossFit multiple times a week or something. It's costing you like 200 bucks a month, um, which is wild to me. Uh, and obviously, it's kind of an upper class sport, even though they don't want to put themselves in you know they kind of make themselves sound blue collar like it is an upper class deal because not everyone can afford that shit Um, but group training in general my opinion based on economics and my coaching experience should be a little bit cheaper than Mm -hmm. one-on-one coaching not more expensive Um, Mm -hmm. and it is a great option you know if you can get 30 40 50 bucks uh, a month on top of maybe the gym membership itself and get some group attention some a little bit of uh, instructor attention and the community of the group working out i think Group training is a great option for a lot, a lot of people. Yep. Whatever, whatever the task might be, whether it is cycling or lifting weights. Training with free weights, you don't really have to sell us on that idea at all. Um, I don't know. I, I I feel like CrossFit really brought that to a lot of people. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Can't be mad at it. And I think CrossFit for sure. And then the full circle of everything. Strongman's insanely popular. Instagram, mm-hmm. YouTube, um, all made it more. Functional fitness is such a dumb term that's been used for so long. And here it is again. Yeah, they they want to talk about that in terms of CrossFit or whatever. If you can't hinge know. your hips, you can't get off the couch. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. You can true. roll off onto the floor if you need to. I think I people know. use that like jerk momentum where they slam backwards into a, the pillow and then shoot themselves up. Like doing a proper hip hinge like this guy's trying to say, like a deadlift or RDL, and getting off the couch. Um, I'm not saying that everyone shouldn't be able to do a proper hip hinge, but no way everyone can do one. It's one of the hardest things to teach a brand new person, Mm -hmm. and everyone's getting off the fucking couch. So Mm -hmm. I call bullshit, sir. (laughs) Uh, fitness programs for older adults. I think that's a, that is a growing thing just because the, sure. there's a growing population of, of people older. Like yeah. there's a huge, there's a huge, uh, elephant in the anaconda that, yep. is, that I'm at the tail of the baby boomers who are getting older, who are trying to stay healthy. A lot of them, not yeah, all yeah. of them, uh, outdoor activities. That's, you know, pretty I do. F- that's always kind of been there, right? Yeah, I, mean, I do feel like it's getting slightly more popular and all of these, these trends will obviously like root from somewhere random but uh i feel like instagram it is a lot more popular all of a sudden for people to be hiking and outdoors which is a uh, power to them again if that's the, the what you enjoy um bigger companies you know whether it be um north face or whatever are getting more popular and so they, they kind of trickle down they mentioned that here lululemon and stuff um those companies i think it's a mix right like society and um companies or big business feed off of each other's trends so who's to know which one came first but together society and companies like lululemon and north face have made like hiking cool again being out in nature cool again so i'm all for it do your thing uh Circuit yeah training. and if, if you're if you're outdoors doing fitness activities you probably need to remember to take that instagram photo of your naked ass thousand percent because everybody's doing it and oh. you don't want to be left out yeah or something not like me that. Yeah, me either. Keeping clothes. 
<laughs> circuit training, bullshit. Been around forever. It's fine. I actually don't think circuit training is the best way to train. I actually think it's probably the lowest tier of weight training if you're going to weight train. I understand the time crunch, but... It's a good place to start for... It's for 100%, and a lot of the gyms that are circuit training are less intimidating. So, again, that's what you got to do. But in terms of, like, the actual benefits, I think you'd be better off without it. But do your thing. This article goes on. Choose your trend. The heck with them. Yeah, to talk about uh, which trends you should choose. And I think that we have given enough um, um, insight on each one of those that, like, the reality is that if something interests you, try it. And if it doesn't work for you, move on to something else. Yeah. With with the idea in your mind that you're going to find something else that does work for you. Sure. Yeah, you actually have to try it. (laughs) Right. You can't just say, I don't like cycling and then stop working out. Yeah. But it happens. Yeah. It happens. All right. Well, I think that... um, that's a good place to put this one to rest. Bada boom, bada bang. A little mix of emotions episode for you guys. Uh, happy New Year um, recording this. Uh, really excited uh, for what's coming on the show. Excited for you all. Uh, really do us a favor, man. It helps so much. If you want to share this on your Instagram, I'll personally give you the shout out, show you the love back. Uh, give us a rating review, iTunes, anywhere else you listen to this. Um, sound on Mike 2Ks, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all that. I am at the Jim McD and all the social medias where I want you to find me. The show is... facts where percent is a word. And if you have a question or comment, a question for us to consider, a question for us, a comment about the show, something like that, uh, you can always reach us on social media. Um, However, now you can also leave us a message at 916-864-3228. That's 864 fact in the 916 area code call us call us leave us a message and if you do a good job your uh question or comment might end up on this program i'll be famous we'll talk to you next time